Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. happy today uh, to have Jason and Delaby Randall with us this morning. Uh, a few months ago, as you know, we started the year, uh, we had, I can see Vision Forward up on the screen at the TV uh, at the back here, but we, uh, we had the door here, we paid off the mortgage, and I shared with you some of our goals for the next year while we're waiting for God to open up the door, uh, you know, and, and, and move us in the right spot as far as the next place, you know, for our church, that type of thing, and, and, uh, and you know, I've shared this before that as much as, you know, I love this building and everything and all the good stuff about it, um, you know, we know that that's been part of the heartbeat of community church for a lot of years is to is to begin to look at property and build and all that stuff but we have to continue while we're doing that to be the church and to become the church and still you know do the the you know the discipleship and encounter God and grow in God and grow people and 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 that is our main focus but but in doing that I felt the Lord had said you know I want you to cast some vision and so part of our vision was to uh, support two other church plants because someone poured into this church plant, you know, whatever, 17 years ago. And, and somebody from, you know, northern Ontario or someone from Brantford or someone from the GTA said, I will give towards the plant that, uh, that you know, God had laid on Jason and Carla's heart, you know, those so many years ago. And so uh, I, I, we wanted to do two. I wanted to do one international, and I didn't think I was going to pull it off, but we did. And Scott and Melissa Williams, you met them here in the summer, and Scott and Melissa are in Spain. I saw them post some stuff on uh, social media this morning about going to church, and they're getting connected, getting rooted, and uh, I love their heart and their, their passion to establish a church in Spain because a lot of the churches are closing their doors in Spain right now in this season, and God called them to leave uh, the mission work they were doing in Ecuador to go to Spain. And so we're praying and believing, and your giving goes towards helping to support them well, I called Jason Small and I said, Jay, I need someone that's planting a church here in the, you know, around the area, the GTA on, in Ontario. And as many of you know, that part of Jason's role, which now is full time, Jason is completely been transitioned to focusing on the new church network where our goal to continue to uh, plant churches uh, is, we, in fact, we've got 12 and this is one of the 12 that have been planted in the last year around Ontario, everything from satellites to brand new church plants and communities and, uh, and so Jason, I said, Jay, I want somebody who gets community, that understands what we understand, what you've, you know, uh, so greatly led and planted here and what Cora and I have a heart for and what our church has a heart for, really just being about the community, about loving God, encountering God, but, you know, in, in, a, in just, just really loving people. And so I said, Can you, do you got anybody? And uh, he said, you need to connect with Jason Randall. And you know how you meet with you meet somebody and you're like, man, instantly kindred spirit. We met at Copper Kettle. It was so good. I went home. I said to the court, I said, man, I don't know how this process is going to work out. I'm hoping that the board is going to be on board, you know. But uh, but man, like I just I said, Corey, you meet somebody, you just have kindred spirit, and that's how I felt you know, meeting Jason for the first time. And of course, we went through the process. And as a council, we have, uh, you know, gone, gone ahead and said, hey, we're going to come along inside and we're going to support financially and prayerfully Forward Faith Church. And so without any further ado, because I know he wants to share some of the vision, of course, wants to share with you today in the way of the word. Uh, would you guys give a warm uh, community welcome to Jason and Delaby Randall? Come on. 
Hey, how's everybody? You doing good? Good? It, I was going to say good afternoon, but we got about a few more minutes for that. So, but, so I'm, I'm going to have my wife uh, say uh, a couple words first before I uh, elaborate. Go ahead. I just wanted to thank you guys for having us this morning. Um, we are excited to be here, excited to be sharing what the vision the Lord has placed in our hearts, in our minds, and uh, <clears throat> just, um, you know, um, pray for us. We need your prayers, please, um, just for the Lord to open doors downtown Toronto to, um, you know, give us the wisdom to share the gospel, you know, to the new generation, all generation, everybody who needs to listen, um, and uh, I mean, to, to listen to the, the word of God. Um, and um, yeah, with the further ado. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you. So I wanted to just share briefly about, uh, about what our church is about. First of all, I'd just like to thank you guys, Community Church, for even partnering with us uh, financially and also with prayers as well. So thank you. We appreciate that. All right. So, uh, so my background, I'm uh, fourth uh, generation servant. I don't think I even told you that. My great-grandfather was a pastor. Uh, grandfather was a, was a deacon in the church. Father's a pastor, and now I'm a pastor. And uh, so I'm from, from the Pittsburgh area. My wife is, is Venezuelan, and she's been here for a while. But we, we were pastoring in Buffalo for about three years, and uh, uh, right before we left for our vacation, which was really needed at the time, God, you know, God's time is perfect. And uh, I was like, wow, God, you know, I'm, I'm happy, I'm pastoring, but I'm tired, like, you know, what's next? So I came back from the vacation, refreshed, thank God, you know. And, but then a week later, I got a call that uh, one of our churches in the Toronto area that, that the pastor had resigned, and they wanted me to go check it out. And I'm like, look, it's already hard enough pastoring one church. I don't want to pastor two churches in two different countries. That's just <laughs> madness. So, so they, they sent us there, and then eventually they wanted us to restart the church, and the City Reach Network is no more. So in about a in about six to uh, 12 months, we, we were just praying. We were just asking God, you know, like, why would an opportunity like this come up? And we were saying, okay, God, do you want us in Toronto? So we, we prayed, and uh, I've learned in my walk with God that, you know, we really have to be spirit-led. You know, you have to make sure that for major decisions that we hear from God. And he was like, all right, I want you to plant a church in Toronto. So uh, she was, um, she's been a citizen. I wasn't, and I started that whole process of becoming a resident here in, in December. I actually became a resident, so God's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Marion, there you go, right. So now we're, we're, we're all set. And, then, and I was saying, and, you know, and I'm like, all right, God, Toronto's a big city. Like, where, where do we plant a church? So I talked to Jason Small, and he was like, well, you know, there's no churches in downtown. So I was like, all right, God, there's a whole bunch of different neighborhoods, so let me go. So we started, started going in different coffee shops, different areas, and, and kind of praying. And then finally, you know, God started to show me, okay, Trinity Bellwoods, this is it. You know, and it started to get exciting about it, and I started to really pray. And as... Uh, Going through the, the, the neighborhood, the makeup, Trinity Bellwoods is downtown Toronto from Bathurst going over. You can go to the next slide. You probably can't see it from here, but, uh, but I kind of highlighted the whole, the whole perimeter through College Street and Dundas and, and King Street. 
Uh, so, so to make a long story short, there's about 16,000 people just in this neighborhood. Only three English-speaking churches. And if you go a 10-minute drive in every direction, you're looking at about 100,000 people with very few churches. The most, one of the most livable cities, just not in Canada, but in the world, and there's hardly any life-giving churches. And so our, our heart is heavy because I, I go in a community, I see many college students, I see many, uh, many young professionals, many people who seem like they have it on, going on, but really inside they're, they're broken. And so our heart is to be able to reach mostly young people. As my wife said, anybody can come, but we know that's what God has called us to, and we're excited about that. Uh, next slide. Even, even as you see this picture, that dark building right there used to be a church on, on Queen Street. And even as I drive, there's hardly any churches. There's, there's a couple Catholic churches, but there's not that many. And, and when I see these, it lets me see, okay, that there is a need for a forward-thinking church that promotes the gospel, promotes Jesus, and is about community. And that's who God has called us to be. So, Fort Bay Church is going to be three things. Number one, we, we're, we're going to be about community, spirit, and uh, uh, innovation. So, community, uh, knowing the work here that you guys have done, talking with Pastor Craig and Pastor Jason, how this is a church that has been rooted in the community, uh, helping out in many ways. And so that's what we want to do in Toronto as well. Even right now, we're, we're meeting in an area that, excuse me, we're meeting in a building that is, uh, is actually not a church, and that's intentional. And also, I'm going to be working with some of the nonprofits in the area, working with uh, showing and teaching at-risk youth uh, photography and other things. And I've encouraged our team to get involved with other organizations and other people so that we're able to be a part of the community. Because if you're a part of the community, it's easier for people to become a part of your church because you're forming relationships, right? So this is what we're trying to do. Uh, as far as the spirit goes, I've been filled with the spirit. I'm a young guy. But I've been filled with the spirit now for 19 years, and God radically changed my life when I, I was in college. And so I understand the importance of being led by God and also uh, the importance of prayer and the Holy Spirit in the church of, of today. So uh, we're looking, and even uh, one of my team members, as we met uh, a couple weeks ago, he was like, wow, pastor, we prayed, and I really felt something. I wanted to keep doing it as a team. I'm like, yeah, that's what's up, and we're going to keep praying, yeah. So he's on board, and we're, we're ready. Next slide. So we, we had our first meeting in August, and we're planning to launch March 29th. So that is our launch date. So we have a little bit under five months, but uh, we had a family who just joined yesterday. They're excited. They're ready to go. And God's moving. Okay. Yeah. So we got about, about 10 people, and, uh, and we're, we're, we're getting to that point. And please pray, and I believe that we will hit that, that we will get at least 30-plus people because you need some people who are ready and willing to serve the vision. Okay. Next slide. That's just us. This is us on, on a typical day, our son running around and us trying to get him in control like many other parents. So that's <laughs> us. <laughs> All right. So there's three things that you guys can pray for us and partner with us. Number one, boy, these glasses are good. I can see this. Okay. <laughs> for God to send people to our launch team, we need people to become a part of our team. Uh, 
you know, the pastor, one thing I've learned before in my prior tenure of being a pastor in Buffalo is the pastor can only do so much. He needs people who are willing to carry the vision and also meet the needs. So we're praying for a launch team, worship leader, uh, individuals who are willing and ready to get their hands dirty and also watch God do some things. Uh, next one is for abundant finances. Any church plant needs finances to grow. Every church needs money. You need money for ministry. And so we're praying that God would, would open up doors and opportunities for that as well. And we're doing our part uh, to raise money and to raise funds. Last is that God would give us favor with, with the community. Um, because we understand that knowing and being a part of community and even pastoring, I learned that my relationships with people was so much easier for people to be open to the gospel and to come into a church and even join a church. And the last is the last would be change. I believe that God sent us here in Toronto just not to be a part of the world champion basketball Toronto Raptors team. I'm a Raptors fan all the way since back Vince Carter, but that's a whole other story. But <laughs> but yeah, so we're, I mean, we're, we're really thrilled uh, and we, we, we trust God, you guys. I really believe it. And, and I tell my wife all the time, God took us from two different continents and brought us here to Toronto for such a time as this. So, so we, we really believe and we trust God in this calling and this vision. And also that a few years later that other church planners will come out of Ford Faith Church. Because the vision is bigger, bigger than me. It's bigger than her. It's a God-Holy Spirit vision. All right. All right. So thank you. Now I'm ready to preach you guys. All right. I love talking about the church. I love sharing our vision, but I, I'm still 100% preacher at heart. So if you can with me, let's open up our Bibles. Uh, I'm going to be preaching from Romans chapter 1, verse uh, 14 through 17. Uh, I like reading through the New Living Translation, so that's where I'm going to be speaking at today. Verse 14 says, for I have great sense of obligation to the people, both the civilized world and the rest of the world, to the educated and uneducated alike. So I'm eager to come to you in Rome, too, to preach the good news. For I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Let's pray. God, we just bless you. We thank you, God. Lord, I just want your Holy Spirit to take over my voice and my thoughts. Father, Lord, I pray, God, Lord, that your spirit will move in this place, give us hope, clarity, and direction, and our lives will be changed by the power by the presence of you. We bless you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today, everybody, I want to preach about prime delivery, okay? Prime delivery. One of my favorite services right now is Amazon Prime. I like the fact that you can get what you want 
And you don't have to keep worrying and finding, okay, is my package going to be here? Is it going to be here? Is it going to be here three days or five days? I like Amazon Prime because I'm able to get what I want in two days because I want it now. I don't want it next week. I want it now. And because of that, this, this service has is, 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 is just been such a great thing to my life, especially when we had to order communion in the last minute. I'm like, yeah, go Prime. Let's do it. So Amazon Prime is great because you can order so much. It's Amazon. It's like the rainforest. So you can get anywhere from $1,000 items to items that just cost a dollar. And, and it's quick. You, you, you get exactly what you want, and it's right there. Because you need it, because you need it so fast, it's important. It's critical. It's prime. And... When I think about that, that leads me to how the Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul had an amazing ministry because Apostle Paul was known for writing a third of the New Testament. He was known for his missionary work and his evangelism work. He was also known for starting churches, even how God used them in various miracles, how even his shadow would heal people. But with all of that, many of the things could not even happen unless Apostle Paul did one thing, and that was preach the message of the gospel. And so I really believe that as we read here, and it says how Paul said in verse 14, I had this great sense of obligation to the people, the civilized world, and most of all how he was eager to preach the gospel in Rome because Rome was the city of that time. Rome was the New York. Rome was the Hong Kong. Rome was the cosmopolitan city. And so even though there were a small number of Jews in the city at the time, and even some theologians believe that, that the Jewish churches or at the time were, were, were living in poverty, Paul believed in the influence. And he knew that sharing the gospel there in a city like Rome, that there would be such a large influence because Paul probably felt in his spirit that if some of these Jews, Christians could get the word, and if they can grow in God, now they would be able to share the word and share the gospel everywhere. It's amazing how fast the gospel spread in a hundred years when the apostles were on the scene. How it started in just Jerusalem, and then it went over to southern, excuse me, to northern Africa and to most of Europe and even to some parts of Asia in just a hundred years because of the power of the gospel and the signs and the wonders. So, Paul believed that his reach would be bigger than just him preaching to just a couple of people. I want everybody to understand today that the people, anyone that you get a chance to pray for, share your testimony, or anything that you do spiritually, please understand that your reach is much bigger than what you could ever think or imagine. Because God just doesn't want you You might think that you're just encouraging one person. You might think that you're just praying for one person. You might just think that you're sharing your faith for one person. But God might use you to allow that person to come to Christ that their whole lineage is changed. That the whole neighborhood becomes changed. That one person on the street, once they come to Jesus, that they tell their friends and they they come just like the woman at the well and say, come see a man who taught me everything that I know. And so now God can use you to change so many lives, one person at a time. 
So Paul probably understood that every Christian, one thing I've learned as a pastor, that we all grow in certain areas. Some of us here might know five scriptures. Some of us here might know 500. Some of us here might have a, a prayer life of five minutes a day. Some of us might have a prayer life of five hours a day. I don't know. Some of us might have a great gift of encouragement. Some of you might have a great gift of just helping, just being nice to people. Some of us are really gifted in showing love. But whatever area God has gifted you, whatever area that you feel comfortable, whatever area God can use you to impact people in our jobs, in our families, strangers, wherever area that is, please know and please understand that God has given us an order and a commission to reach lost people for Jesus. You see, Paul being an apostle, it was his debt to share the gospel. He had no other choice. Like Jeremiah said, it was shot up in his bones. He had to do the work because he was a debtor, because he had to pay his life to share the word of God. We're not apostles here this morning, but God has given every Christian the ministry of rec reconciliation to share who Jesus is, to let people know that there is a, a God who is alive. He's not an idol, but he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And so if you believe in him, this is not a 2,000-year-old message, but this is a message that is so current even today and even tomorrow. So one thing that I've learned is that if you've ever taken, if you ever order something online, once you get down to the order, and then you're at the end, and you click order, and then you get an email confirmation, right? So once you get that email confirmation, if you're like me, I'm saying, okay, I'm too busy for it. I'm not going to look at it. I see, I see the headline on my phone, but I have other things to do, all right? That's me. That's what I do. I'm like, okay, it's there. It's order. I'm expecting it. Remember, this is prime. I'm expecting it in two days. Oh, it's coming. But then... I have to go back sometimes, maybe the order didn't come out right, and I have to look and I have to make corrections because God has given every Christian the order to share the gospel. And I know you, you might say, okay, well, you know, I'm not a pastor, I'm not an evangelist. Yes, you might not be, but God still has gifted you and given you the ability to share what you know. So if you know the five scriptures, you can share it. If you know the 500 scriptures, you might be able to share it. Whatever area, if you're young, if you're old, if, if, you're, if you're whatever class you are, whatever you're at, God has given us the ability to share and to let people know that he is alive, that Jesus is alive, and this message is even so current in 2019. So going forward. So verse 16 Paul was saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Now, it's interesting because when I read that, you would think, okay, the man who did all this, why would he be ashamed? Paul had been preaching for years to this point, so why would he be ashamed? I believe he made this statement because he knew where he came from. He knew that he, he was a Pharisee at one point and how he persecuted Christians and had them thrown in jail and, and had them killed, and so now... Even though he was so much, he was a high Pharisee, he lost everything because he left Judaism and now grabbed hold of this new religion called Christianity and this new teaching of Jesus being Lord and Savior. 
So now Paul was at this place that he, he realized now that even though I'm going to lose some family members, even though I'm going to lose some friends, even though I'm going to lose people who are dear to me, colleagues, but because I'm holding up the banner of Jesus, because I'm preaching this thing, I'm not ashamed. I'm not scared. I'm not awkward because Jesus is the one thing that has given me life and he's given me peace. Has given, Jesus given us life and peace here in this room here today? I believe he has. And because of that, he left the Jewish faith to preach the best message out there. Part number two, message is prime, all right? There's a lot of messages today, right? If, you, if I just pick up my cell phone, I have email messages, I have text messages, I have Facebook messages. I don't know why people still text me on Facebook, but that's all another story. <laughs> Sometimes you, you get DMs, direct messages. Almost every app has a message, right? So, we get all these messages. Even sometimes we get junk messages. I don't like junk messages. They happen. But I know in a day, I can get all these messages, but if I get a text or an email from my wife, I need to get that because my wife is priority, right? She's not some random person. My wife is priority. I, I thought the fellows would say amen on that one. Like, praise God, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's priority because she's important. And <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> and so the reason why we're planning in downtown Toronto is because I believe that some people have heard a form of the gospel message. But sometimes because every Christian hasn't been healed or become, or maybe because every Christian hasn't got to a certain place that the gospel message has been hindered from people's lifestyles or from people's actions. But I believe that God is sending us in a place so that we're able to accurately give the message out so that people can receive who Jesus is so that their lives can be changed. So the gospel message is prime. The gospel message is still top priority. Now, being a son of a pastor, I heard the gospel all the time. You believe Jesus, he'll change and save your life. I heard at least once a week, all right, for like 18 years, every day. I heard it. And so I heard it so much, I got comfortable with it. I got tired of it. But then as I started, as I, as I began to grow in faith and I went over the, the scriptures, I started to realize just still how top priority that the gospel is. Because the gospel is still the best message around. The gospel is still the most powerful message around. Now, when it says in verse 16, what it says, when Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it's the power. When I first read power, and, and this is one of the first scriptures I memorized, by, by, by the way, Pastor Craig. So I memorized this. I used to quote the scripture all the time for, for, for the gospel is the power of God until salvation. And then one day I looked at that scripture in the Greek. And I've read power, and I thought power would mean, okay, this is the ability. But the word actually means, in the Greek, is donamis, which means it is the miracle, miracle working power. The same power that we read about of the Holy Spirit. This is the same power that when you read the, the book and the Bibles, the New Testament, where it says mighty works, it's the same miracle working power. So this miracle-working power I'm talking about, you guys, is the same power that, that, that cancels out cancer. It's the same power that heals bodies. It's the same power that, that heals livers. It's the same 
power that, that heals minds. It's the same power that, that can change and transform us. So the gospel is the Holy Spirit message of Jesus Christ. This is a message that still changes lives. This is a message that still, even today, if it is preached on the anointing in the right environment to the right person, a person's life can be completely changed. What is amazing is that when we see someone's life who is radically changed, I believe everybody is here in this room because God has changed their life. So one day you heard the message of the gospel, and so the gospel message began to work on your brain, and then it got in your heart, and so you began to become convicted, and the person that you thought you were, no longer you, you saw that person being different, and now for the first time you were face-to-face -face with God, and now you realize that you were a sinful man and that you were a sinful woman, and even with the gospel message being preached, there are times, and I've heard stories when the gospel would preach that people were physically healed, that limbs had grown back and that bodies were restored and that minds were healed and that people were changed because the message that Jesus Christ, that he has come to save, to deliver, and to heal, and most of all, he has come to save us from our sins, that is still the best message. That is still the prime message that every single person in Waterdown in Toronto needs to hear. So the message has been the same. What about the delivery? The third part I want to preach today is about special delivery. I like Amazon because when the box comes, it has like the black tape, you know, and then it has the Amazon Prime letters. It looks really nice. It looks really cool. And I'm like, okay, this is my box. This is my Amazon box. What I ordered is coming here today. The guy drops it off. Yes, here you go. And I know that's, that's the special delivery. And so the gospel has to be presented the right way to the right person at the right time. I've learned as a pastor that there are times when people are really ready for the gospel. Many times a person is ready to hear the gospel when they realize they have no control of their life. How many times have we felt like that before? When there's a death in the family, when there's a lost job, when when, when someone's heart is broken, when someone is sick, a person is open because now they realize that they can't make these decisions, that, that the things that they thought that were important were no longer important. So now this is the time where we can drop this package that Jesus loves them, that Jesus cares for them, that he died on the cross for their sins. This is the perfect moment and opportunity that we can drop this message and say, you know what, let me take you out for coffee because I want to talk to you for a moment. We should have people that we're praying for and saying, God, let me build a relationship with this person so I could share of who you are. So the message is on time. There's a many times in the church that sometimes if the message wasn't that current. One thing that I've learned as a pastor that we try things to reach people, we pray about it, and if it reaches people, good. If it doesn't, then we have to scrap it. That's just how it is. Some of the old methods don't work anymore. But we have to do whatever it takes to reach people. I told my team, my launch team, we'll do whatever it is to reach people, whatever it is. If I can draw a crowd and share the gospel message with them, boom, let's do it. 
If we can pass out free coffee and, and have people come and say, hey, and then we can talk to them, let's do it. Because they're important. Because people matter to God. But when we get a chance to share the message that changes who they are and brings them hope and peace, now we're on to something. So the last part is, he was saying in verse 17, that God is making us right in his sight. For the gospel message to be preached, a person has to see Jesus face to face. And the only way they can see him face to face, obviously not physically, but we have to present them to Jesus. We have to say he died for you. He cared for you. He gave us life. And if you believe today, your life will be changed. And you can say, how, how do you get there, Pastor? How, how do you get to that point to be led by God? to be led by the Holy Spirit. As I was saying earlier, there's moments, there's certain points and there's certain times when people are ready. And if we're connected to God, we will know. People should know who we are. Right now, I, I work a secular job. I work with Hindus, I work with Muslims, I work with all types of people. They know that I'm a Christian. They know that I believe in Jesus. They know that I'm a pastor. I don't shoot scriptures at them all day long. But when the opportunity comes, I say, hey, how you doing? Praying for you. How's things working out? I come to work on time. That's important to you guys. It's, it's, see, it's, it's like the little things. You don't want to be the bad Christian at work. That's a whole other topic, all right? <laughs> or at school, that's another topic. But living Christianity, being Christ-like through our lifestyle, is the prime delivery. So as I end, whatever we have to do, whatever method we can reach people with, we can do it. I was telling this to Pastor Craig in, in the last sermon, how as a pastor I've learned many times walking by faith, you're going to feel uncomfortable. We have faith to God that to save our families. We have faith for God to pay our bills. We have faith for God to, uh, to do so much, and we should. But we also have to have faith to step out and tell people who Jesus is. And let me tell you, it's never going to be comfortable. I don't know how many times God has told me to do something and it's felt comfortable. There's been times God's told me to pray for people. I'm like, God, it's too early in the morning. I don't want to do this. God, it's too late. Why are they still up at night? What's going on? God, I'm on the bus. I'm trying to study. I don't want to share my faith. But he's like, do it. Because the more we're obedient, the more God speaks to us, the more he trusts us. The more, the more we, we yield ourselves to him, the more we begin to find out just how great he is and the more we enjoy being a Christian. God loves you guys. And because he loves you and because you love him, it's time to let the people around you know that you have the best package available. And that is the package of Jesus. All right. Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.communitychurch.ca.